We can take a moment to eat a slice of pizza. It's, no. it's really okay. No! Oh, God. I am an artist committed to my craft, damn it. I am a Steven committed to food. Survivor Turning Back Time blinds are a little off. Podcast, Steven, the, the only Survivor podcast Actually, that tells you, hey, pens, you, arrange your pens. You shut up, please. I'm trying to introduce the show. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, thank you for participating in that bit. Yes, uh, that was planned. That was not just me being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> this time. This time. This time, Jared's not being the asshole. Correct. How's it going? It's been a long time. It has been way too long because we recorded a bunch and then both had to go our separate ways. It has been when was the last time I actually saw you? We said we we rough we estimated it roughly around 2 weeks. I'm pretty sure it was like a week and a half ago. We are codependent. I don't know At about least that. From my side because okay. I feel like it's been so long. <laughs> In that case, does that make me I'm thinking of codependent relationships like the the alligator and the birds. Mm, does mm-hmm. that make me the alligator and you're just like riding across or does that make me the birds i feel like i'd more the alligator in that situation you're thinking of a symbiotic relationship not a codependent relationship okay it correct more, me it would make me the little things that hook on it like a barnacle that hooks on like the barnacle needs the ship but the ship doesn't need the barnacle ah i see yes i was thinking the wrong <laughs> i was thinking the wrong relationship but yes thank you we are Velcro. Yes. Except you have other piece of Velcro, other pieces of Velcro, and I only have you. <laughs> That's not true. Jared, you've been away. <laughs> I'm moving on. Okay, great. Next bit. You, you've been away. How How was your travels? It was good. Yeah. I got to take a little vacation out of the city for a few days. I love traveling when I get to. I had some PTO to burn. Got to see some friends. It was really nice. It was really relaxing. Really recharging. It's one of the only trips I've taken this year that hasn't been for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't going to a music festival. It wasn't... I don't even remember why else I've traveled this year. But it's always always been for, like, a specific thing. Sure. This was just because I wanted to, and it was fun. What does recharging feel like? I don't think I've ever (laughs) had that. (laughs) I am a shell of a human. Why are you a shell of a human, Steve? I am... Knee deep in rehearsals and work. I forget sometimes that I'm working two full time jobs yes, and it it kills me sometimes. Uh-huh. And I love it. I love what I do and I love performing and I love having money. But <laughs> <laughs> I like not being homeless. Yes. Yes. Uh, but man, these days, the week before and tech week is the worst part of my time. Oh, I go feral during tech week. I. <laughs> I get away with anything. Like, if I need to smoke weed every night I get home, fine. If I need to order out every day I get home, fine. Like, I put zero limitations on myself during tech week because it's like, we're just white knuckle in it. <laughs> we just got to get through. It's the part that gets me that I realize I'm not in a small town anymore, and I can't just leave the theater and be home in five, ten minutes. Especially not when you are tech... Well, I guess... The rehearsal space isn't that far from here. No, this is probably the closest I can get for a rehearsal space, minus a few theaters. But, man, getting home at 11 o'clock 
every night. Oh, it fucking sucks. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, earlier this year, I was doing it all the way to Des Plaines, which for those of you that aren't in Chicago, is like a straight 45-minute drive west down the street that we're currently recording on. (laughs) Have I ever told you my joke with Des Plaines? No. Well, how do you get to Des Plaines? Des Airport? (laughs) I mean, that's a good answer, too. I was going to say you have to go by Des Forest. Mm, yes. Or it also river. I, I believe I've ranted about it before, but for those listeners that are new, and we do have new listeners, so thank you so much. I fucking hate the name of that city. Why? Because it is spelled D-E-S Plains. Yeah. And our dumb Midwestern asses pronounce it Des Plains and not Deplon, which is what it would be because it's French because it was discovered by a, well, quote-unquote discovered, colonizing, whatever, but by a French explorer (laughs) who named it. Jared, you've hit on something that is going to kill us both. Minnesota is notoriously terrible for that. So if you have something to talk about for a minute or so, I'm going to pull up some Minnesota town names that you are going to tell me how they're pronounced. Okay. Um... One one minute to fill. Uh, programming note: We're we're cutting Guy Scouts. Steven didn't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? I, I it's if you don't like it, I don't like it. It's it wasn't you know it didn't click the way I I'm wanted not it saying, to. I think it was a fun idea and concept, but it kind of the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is just already the shit that we plug. Like we're just doing <laughs> two plugs now. Okay, so it's gone. Okay. It didn't work. Sometimes you gotta try stuff out, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sure. Um, what else? Baldur's Gate Three Honor Mode is really fucking good. <laughs> I have quite a story of basically my entire party dying except for me, me running way back to camp, not having enough gold to resurrect everybody, and so having to fill in with backup party members, and I that's where I left off. Then I walked over here. So I don't and honor mode, Steven, and listeners, you get it's Iron Man mode. You get sure. one save, and it's the hardest difficulty. Oh god, one save? Uh-huh. That sounds awful. And the save well it it like this, every time you save again, it deletes the old save. Oh, And every that's time fine, you close then. the game, it saves automatically. Okay, that's so fine. So there's just no loading. The only time you save it is when you're being done with the game. There are games that are like, you get one save, so you better be ready. Pick it, pick the right spot. Yeah, I mean, this is a, if you have a total party kill, it is game over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Congrats to Baldur's Gate for winning game of the year. Everything it got was deserved. Yeah, I believe it. Is it is the best video gaming experience I have ever had, and it continues to get better Every month. Like, they put out a new patch every month that just fixes and changes and adds a bunch of shit. Okay. So, I have found my Minnesota names. Okay. I need you to look only at the... Because it it tells how it's pronounced below it. So, I need you to look. We'll start with this one. Oh, uh... Farabolt? It is Fairbow. No, it's... Fuck off! (laughs) It is F-A-I-R-B-A-U-L-T. I'm gonna fight the state of Minnesota. (laughs) Oh, it only gets worse. Here's uh, here's another one. Matamedi? That's not bad. Matamidi. Matamidi? Okay, that sounds like it was probably First Nations. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make fun of that. Yep. And and it it looks like it's pronounced in the way that they would have pronounced it, so good for them. So there you go. This feels like a trap. Does it? It's just New Prague. It's new Prague. No, it's not. <laughs> that is, you put new in front of a city name that already has pronunciation. This is why I'm saying Minnesota has some shenanigans You can't here. just do like new London and be like, no, it's new London. Like, fuck <laughs> off. No, oh, it's not. But we do. We do it. And then we'll just end with this one because it's fun. Wayzata? 
Wyzetta. <laughs> okay, what is up with you Minnesotans? I, I now have... You could have just ended the sentence right there. What is up with you Minnesotans? I now have quite a few Minnesotans in my close orbit, including the person I'm starting a theater company with. Y'all have a weird amount of pride about your state. Yeah. I don't get it. You all <laughs> leave, but you say it's the best place ever. I don't know how to explain it, Jared. <laughs> I I don't. It's It's probably part, like, programming part like sure. hey have pride in your your home because some of it's really cool yeah. some of it's really not no i mean jokes aside minnesota has a lot to be proud of yeah i like some shit you're the only state not to vote for ronald reagan that and is true that is that is a badge of honor we oh <laughs> also wait everyone it is celebration time henry kissinger is fucking dead oh my god he is dead Dead, he is in the ground. The newest gender-neutral bathroom just dropped. Get out there, <laughs> drop your pants, and piss on Henry Kissinger's fucking grave. I'm, okay. <laughs> this is, again, where we, we're different people, but this, I am not delighted, but I am not bummed about it. Oh, no, I was, I was playing video games with our mutual friend Ethan. Mm-hmm. We were on Discord together when I got the notification and I audibly screamed, fuck yes. <laughs> and he went, what happened? I went, the warmongering bitch is dead. Maybe he rot and piss. Oh, God. This is how we make new fans. Oh, I mean, or enemies. Either way, I don't <laughs> care. If you're, if you're some, if there's a Henry Kissinger stand out there, like, uh, go away. I don't know. Go away. <laughs> I don't, who likes that guy? I don't know. Speaking of making new fans, if you want to email us your hate mail, <laughs> email. It will make me stronger. You can message us on our email, survivortbt at gmail.com. I had to think about that because I hadn't done it in a while. It's been a minute. I I, I really missed this. Or you can message us on Reddit, you slash survivortbt. We have a good chunk of emails. We'll see how many we get through because we have more we for just, the future. We just did 12 minutes of nothing. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, Josh's email. Scout's real name is Janet. Oh, okay. There you go. You'll learn that. This episode was originally supposed to be 60 minutes, like in the premieres of Amazon and Pearl Islands. However, the last second, it gets cut down to 43 minutes. So there's 17 minutes of missing content. It's definitely why the Brook vote comes out of nowhere, and some of the random scene cuts are pretty funny once you know this. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I definitely felt something was wrong. Yeah. It makes sense that it was a last-second decision, but, like, man, brutal. Yeah. This is why I am standing 90-minute episodes. Survivor 90-minute episodes, it's great. New season, mm, good stuff. And we're closing in on the finale on uh, Survivor 45, so button down, button, do something with your hatches. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) For context, the reason actually gets voted out I think I just had a stroke. (laughs) I'm assuming there's a word missing. For context, the reason Brooke actually gets voted out is the young guys tried to make their own alliance and rope in Sarge. However, not wanting to be on the bottom of that alliance, and since he had better relationships with the older men, he and the other older men teamed up. Sarge is the wrong person to try to rope in. And also, yeah, that's important context. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just not going to show that? No, why? You want to know things? Huh. (laughs) Interesting. There's two theories behind the breakdown, the gender breakdown on this season. 
One is they just wanted a men versus women season where both groups actually didn't like each other. Another is that the original them was old versus young theme. The original theme. It definitely says them in the email. All right. Old versus young. However, when the Vanuatu chief split the group up by gender, the women got so mad and production decided this rivalry made better content and rolled with it. That makes sense to me. Does it? It does. Okay. Maybe not like, like maybe not that they were mad about it. Like, oh yeah, we can do this. But like, I can imagine them getting to know both groups and being like, I don't want to watch a full season of the older people on both tribes. They certainly had the time to come to that contentious decision while the whole ceremony was going on. Yeah. Because there was a lot, and I mean, they went until dark. Something about it just feels off. It doesn't feel like it was planned. It Like, something about the way that this season started feels like a rush job. Okay. It might be that. It might not. I don't know. Yeah. But it definitely, like, that fits what I was seeing on TV. Okay. And if you remember, Kelly Goldsmith from Survivor Africa was on the casting team this season as consolation for being kicked off All-Stars at the last second. She cast Brady, Julie, Amy, Brooke. She has talked about Brooke, who is her winner pick heading into the season, saying he's the brains of Rob C. and the physicality of Colby. She's been outspoken how the Survivor world was robbed of a star. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I could see that. Like, the reason he went home wasn't because he was bad. No. They went home. He went home because it was like, wow, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's definitely the best first vote we've ever had. <laughs> Kelly, your future's not in casting. I'm just going to say that from the names that you picked on this, your future is not in casting. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I see the problem, but it, it's all about the season. Like, context is so important. Like, you put Brooke in any season prior to this and you're like yeah he's probably in good shape yeah it also that also ties back into if they change the theme last second that mm-hmm. should like the casting wasn't done to that, reflect the theme of the season yeah that makes sense i could also see him as in like an andrew savage kind of a role where he is like de facto leader and when things go not quite right he continues to like drill down <laughs> spiral go with my way <laughs> And side note, but Resident Evil Apocalypse might have been one of my most hated movies as a kid. I, controversial take, I like the Resident Evil movies. They're so dumb. They're so campy. They're awful. They're the worst thing, and I love them. (laughs) All right. Moving on to Carl. Carl's Vanuatu episode one email. Hey, good to have the pod back. Got hella notes for you, so strap in, boys. All right. Picture... Seat belted in. Picture of the episode is Chad. What a Chad. <laughs> Chad, mouth agape. It's beautiful. On the ceremony. Interesting. This is the first time I've heard anyone question if the Vanuatu opening is racist. I'm halfway with you. The term black magic is definitely problematic for its dic- uh, diction alone, and invoking cannibalism is almost never without issue when talking about a foreign culture, like Jared has said. Not a fan of that. However... What about the representation of the ritual, other than what I mentioned, is racist? Is it just how much of a spectacle it is? Yeah, that's kind of unknowable, because it the line between celebration and exploitation happens behind the scenes. If this was something that the, that the peoples that live there wanted to do, if this was something that was important to them, and was something that 
they were comfortable with, great. If this was something that the show kind of, you know, shanghaied them into with some type of compensation, whether it be financial or, or you know, material or whatever, less good. The problem with a lot of these types of situations and why things like black magic and uh, cannibalism and stuff like that have such deep-rooted problems are because they are deep-rooted. They're not, on the surface, a lot of this stuff can seem much more innocent, but its roots go back hundreds of years in ways to dehumanize, in ways to subjugate and rule, and that is, I'm certainly not a subject matter expert, but as we've gotten, as a society, I hope, better at identifying these things, the more you learn about history, the more you're like, oh, wow, this is actually a little grosser than I expected. And part of the credit I do give to Survivor, very it's a very little sliver of, but like those conversations weren't happening as broadly in 2004. Mm-hmm. To summarize a lot of what Carl says here is that context is so important yes. that this is... This is an actual ceremony, and even, like, the idol and the things, the kava, these are things that are taken from the culture yeah. and things that are a part of this, and it's, it's such a tough call. And, and I think this is why Survivor kind of, like, skid away from it in the future, even sure. if it is representation of the people, even if it is, like, oh, this is a clearly identifying symbol of something they don't want to get caught in this someone's interpretation of that thing or we are using that for our game even though it is not something that they use that for. It's also something that is, for the viewer, probably unknowable. Like I said, C and I were really interested, so we started Googling, and it's it's hard when outside forces are drawing country lines that are arbitrary and grouping in different cultures that then over hundreds of years get mixed together and from an outsider is hard to parse what is what is true what is uh what is reflective of those peoples versus what has been instilled by a colonial government by hundreds of years of subjugation or even like you know a very popular we're going way off course here, but a very popular like, <laughs> like British tactic was you find a ethnic minority in these places, you elevate them, you give them a lot of money and power and guns, they become the dominating force, and their culture gets mixed with the colonizers' culture, and they become an oppressive uh, an oppressive minority, and then three hundred years later, their culture doesn't look the same. So, are you back on Kissinger? Uh, that's where he got his playbook from. <laughs> okay, yeah. I there's so many good points and so many things in here. Like, uh, I I also don't believe that the Islanders would agree to such a spectacle that they know will be televised if they knew that it was just a ridiculous carnival. Organizing this thing isn't the same as putting a crazy savages scene in a 1950s movie. That is true. Yeah, obviously could be very wrong, but like. Everyone's coming in here with context, and there is no right answer is the answer. So that's why Survivor is like, we're going to be really careful now. Well, also, now they're in Fiji all the time, so it'd be like the same people over and over Correct. again. They are also running out of things to take the culture from. It is interesting that this comes up with this episode, though, because like the, the reward for this episode fucking slaps. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. But like 
like I said kind of in the big beginning that the culture and the people of these islands is so much more prevalent than anything we've seen yes. thus far and we will continue to see that like that this isn't the end of us seeing people who live in the area sure. so strap in <laughs> we the, survivors trying something the trope it accidentally falls into a lot of the times is like the the noble savage trope where it's like wow, they have so little and look how well they're doing and blah, 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 and becomes almost a little patronizing, which I don't think has happened so far this season, mm -hmm. but that's always the fear. Okay. I'm going to move on to the fun stuff from the Carl email. Yeah. It might seem weird that we're doing a men versus women season only three seasons after the first, but the public at the time didn't mind it. They had liked Amazon, and enough had happened in Pearl Island and Ass, so they didn't feel like it was a retread. That's fair. Those are big seasons. Yep. However, I don't actually think that they're trying to do just Amazon again because the cast of the two seasons are very different. They are very different. And I think that the producers wanted more antagonistic qualities between the men and the women. They casted two out lesbians, older women like Twyla, who probably aren't there to flirt, and a lot of older married men. Yes. And you add in the ritual where the women can't participate, and I think the producers were definitely trying to pit the sexes against each other. There's an argument the other direction that it was totally planned. Yeah. I mean, that could be true, too. I also, Jeff is also really hostile this season, so I do think they're trying to lean into the antagonism <laughs> quite a bit. Jeff is hostile, isn't he? Not only does Scout have a fake knee, she revealed after the season that it was the wrong size. What? I guess it was the wrong size fake knee. How do? How does that mistake get made? I don't know. There are so many situations where I'm like, you're a doctor, right? How do you fuck this up? Wow. But then I, I I default back to what I said last season of adults don't know what's going on. No! Nobody knows what's going on. It's great. Speaking of which, we remember how the men did on the balance beam in Amazon. So <laughs> <laughs> let's make the beam skinnier and cast bigger dudes. Gee, I wonder what production wanted to happen here. Yeah. Hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, yeah, let's take out the strongest, hardest-working guy on the tribe, says Jared. I mean, it worked with Hunter and Marquesas. Well, no, it didn't, but we praised the move at least. <laughs> For real, though, Brooke got voted out because there was already two alliances of men before they hit the beach. The five older gentlemen noticed that the four younger guys had been making eye contact and subtly agreeing to an alliance in the preseason lodge. So there was a. That's why they didn't show it. There was a 5 4 split from the get go, and Brooke got the short end. Fucking idiots. The younger guys just kind of assumed they'd be kept around because of their strength. Crazy. Whoops. Yeah. Chris later stated in an interview that Brooke was judged to be the smartest and most dangerous of the young guys. And he also said that JP was smart despite what he says in the actual episode. Mm. But he, he was making fire while Brooke was not. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. This doesn't explain why Brady votes for Rory instead of Chris. I have no explanation for that. <laughs> Who's to say? If the episode feels a little disjointed, it's because it was originally supposed to be minutes. longer. Yep. Yep. Brooke was the guy that Kelly Goldsmith from Africa helped cast. Yep, that was great. Uh, other miscellaneous things that I thought were fun. John P. in general. <laughs> <laughs> If the Aborigines did it, so can we. You mean the Aboriginals. <laughs> <laughs> we got Amber. We got Amber. You mean Ember. 
Hot Amber was last season. Hey. <laughs> I was like, should we defend ourselves against 30 Van Wattens with spears? Yeah, great idea. I'm sure the show would have loved if you punched out a, a, a native person. Yeah, they. I'm sure they would love assault on foreign soil. Yeah, I think that would have ended that season right there. Probably. <laughs> the girls aren't getting any of this, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Special treatment for the guys. I just love the pause that makes you think he's going to feel bad for the women. But he doesn't. He doesn't no. feel bad at all. The guys on this season are the most unga bunga motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Travis's Bob Barker shirt. I love calling him... I love Jared calling him the date rapist, even though he's the guy that praises the women the most at Tribal. I was just going by a headshot, man. <laughs> Rory, nothing in particular. I just enjoy him and his voice. I don't... Rory doesn't feel... Every time Rory's on camera, it feels like he doesn't realize he signed up for Survivor. <laughs> like, it feels like he thought he was signing up for Family Feud, and he's like, how the fuck did I get here? Badass intro with Jeff standing on the volcano. Watch your step, Jeff. It's pretty cool. And I was actually really entertained by Chris this episode. He just has a very intense way of speaking, where everything is very dramatic, and he puts emphasis on weird words. <laughs> I also like, so one thing about me, I'm not very good on a balance beam. Great stuff. It's pretty good. All right. And I'm going to do one more just for, for good measure here, and then we'll move on. One more from Josh. I do love how you consistently swap around the names of John Paylock, John Kenny, and Brady. They're all the same, dude. <laughs> it's not just you. I also screwed this up at points, so... It's, uh... Especially by the end of this episode, like, there's only one of them left, yeah. so who cares? At this point, we gotta get it right. I don't know how much you followed the Survivor social media scene, but Eliza definitely feels very strongly about comparing Survivor to prison. Good? Like, in a good way? I don't know. Okay. I should look that up someday. I obviously don't follow the Survivor social media scene Nor should at you. all. Yeah. Okay. I do think general audiences were kind of getting tired. Thank you, Jared. Getting tired of Survivor at this point. Part of it was the All-Stars negativity. Part of it was All-Stars seeming like the natural end point. And some of it was just the repetitiveness of the Survivor formula. That's fair. I, I do. This season does have a hangover to it. This is where a lot of people start tuning out. Yeah. And I would agree in this. I think this is where it stopped being a I have to watch this every week kind of a thing. And it was now a, if I can catch it, that's great. Yeah. And obviously now we live in a day where, like, if I can't make it to a television, I can watch it the next day on my phone on my way to work. For you young whippersnappers out there, there used to be this thing called cable. (laughs) And if you didn't see it live, you just didn't see it. You missed it. You just had to go fuck yourself. Well, sometimes I would record it on VHS. You could set a timer. It was great. My, My joints are turning to just i'm 30 years old i'm right behind you bumper (laughs) all right so this episode came out on october good for the episode (laughs) good for the episode fuck off (laughs) on october 8th of 2004 a couple things that happened in the week between episodes The final game in Montreal Expos team history is played in New York City against the Mets at Shea Stadium. An 8-1 defeat. (laughs) Their last game ever. Sad. Well, I mean, that's pretty typical of a failing franchise. You're like, well, if we're going out, we're going out buttering. 
correct. Uh, the New England Patriots win their 18th consecutive NFL game. How'd that go for them? Over the next 20 years? I mean, yes, over the next Real 20 years. Real fucking well. I was thinking more of like that. Okay, never mind. I think they win the Super Bowl in 2004. Oh, I guess. I was thinking, thinking of 2007. I was thinking of 2007. The Giants come in and fuck yes. over their season. I guess it'd be 2005. Anyway, uh, 2004 season. American actress Janet Lee dies at 77. I don't know who Psycho. that is. She was the girl in Psycho. I don't think I've seen Psycho. Hmm, okay. Scotty Pippen retires. Hey. That's a pretty big one. Kenyan woman Wangari Mathai, apologies if I butchered that, is the first African woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize for her contribution to sustainable development, democracy, and peace. Oh, that's cool. I want to highlight her in one second, but the last thing is that Martha Stewart begins her five-month incarceration That's okay. for insider trading and obstruction of justice. Yeah. Both of them girl-bossed. One of them girl-bossed too close to the sun. Let's talk about Martha Stewart for a second. Okay. I am... Glad we actually called someone out on insider trading because it sure. does not happen as much as it probably should. Was Martha Stewart kind of a like a martyr here? I'm never going to call a millionaire white lady a martyr. I'm aware. Eat the rich. Okay. Never mind. I'm just going to move past this. So Wangari. Oh, her full name is. It says her full name is Wangari Muta. But then Wangari Mathai. Either way, she founded the Greenbelt Movement in 1977, responsible for planting over 30 million trees in Africa and helping provide employment for nearly 900,000 women. That's really fucking cool. She's a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Much more important than Martha Stewart. I mean, I'm sure only one of them is best friends with Snoop Dogg. Sorry, Snoop Lion. We're changing names. The number one song of the charts was Still Goodies by Sierra. Mac Goodies? Mac Goodies. Is that the song? I don't even I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the song. Okay. Uh, the top five movies of the week The Forgotten, Taxi, we're going to talk about number three, Friday Night Lights, and then Shark Tale. Okay. I can't believe Shark Tale's still hanging up there. That's, yeah, that's impressive to me. Number three, though I believe we mentioned it last episode, Ladder 49. Mm hmm. Do you know anything about Ladder 49, Steven? I think I do. I think this is a ground zero from the fireman's perspective movie. Correct. And We're doing 9-11 movies. We're doing 9-11. I think this is one of the first 9-11 movies to come out, like big budget 9-11 movies to come Probably. out. Probably. And I, I feel like I remember that it ends not so great for our main characters. Well, yeah, 9-11 doesn't end so great for a lot of actual firefighters. Well, you never know. In some of those, like, big tragedy stories, you end with, like, oh, no, they, they're they not going to make it out. And then they make it out. But obviously, a lot of people still die. But the person whose perspective you're following is fine. After saving the life <laughs> of one of the civilians inside, firefighter Jack Morrison, played by Yoquan Phoenix? Joquan Joaquin. Phoenix? Joaquin. There we go. I couldn't remember how you say his name. Finds himself trapped in a burning warehouse with a broken leg as his friend and mentor, Deputy Chief Mike Kennedy, John Travolta, tries to negotiate oh, a shit. rescue from without. Jack flashes back to various events in his life. The first, awkward days on the force, meeting the woman, Jakina Barrett, who would become his wife and saving a small girl from a burning building. Stephen, what do you think this was rated? Oh. I want to say it depends on when it was rated. 
Because at the time, mm. it's going to get much higher reviews. So I think the critic score is going to be higher than the audience score. Okay. So I'm going to go with a critic score of 72 and an audience score of 51. You could not have been more wrong. Okay. <laughs> the critic score is 41. Okay. And the audience score is 81. Whoa. I know. I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, like I think the ratings are more contemporary. Mm-hmm. And yes, they would be. But this is like 9-11 fervor where people are like chomping at the bit for like America. Yeah. But critics are still pretentious. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. My that, reasoning was there. It's true. And that's what you missed on Glee. That's what you missed on Glee. Let's get into the episode, Jared. It's been so long. It's been so long. How do we do this show again? Uh, well, I sit here. One sentence at a time. Our Well, I guess I should mention that our whole life is changed here. A whole new setup. A whole new setup. And we're much closer now. And I don't know how I feel about that. Hold my hand, Stephen. No. Okay. My desk is gone. So we're... we're... <laughs> We changed our closet into a desk, and if that confuses anyone out there, yes, I agree. I just have to like do some final. We we put a giant board in the closet and some shelving units, and it looks good. I swear, but I I need soundproofing. So right now we just have towels up there. Michaela turned the closet into a desk. And if you Talking to the it, microphone. And if you look it up on. <laughs> Pinterest, tons of people are doing it, and it looks really good. I, it does look very it good. Very hard. Michaela worked very hard. I didn't even know they were still home. I did not either. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought, oh, we gotta stop. Michaela has something to say to us, but no, they had, they had something to say to all of our listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm this sorry. This episode is off the rails. We're unhinged. It's I, been too long. I am sorry if it made it sound like it was my project. It was not my project. I just helped. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it it looks great. We're just adjusting to the new space. Anyway, the episode. <laughs> episode four. Now that's what I call a reward. I'm just kidding. It's called Now That's a Reward. Ah, yes. I was going with the Now That's What I Call Music yes, genre. Yes, yes. But I here. believed you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jumping in. We start with. The ladies and the repercussions of the last vote. <laughs> this we talked such a stupid argument. <laughs> we talked about all of it, and it's 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 so funny to me that the reason that someone flipped was because someone else flipped prior. I couldn't trust you. That's why I betrayed you. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that's valid, though. I do. I do think it's valid. What's the girl's name who flipped again? Lisa. Lisa. Thank you. I I can't want to say Julie, but I knew that wasn't right. If I was Lisa, don't say shit. I agree. I Just, mean, someone's going to call you out, though. Like, someone's going to say... No, let Eliza burn herself to the ground. You're right. Because, right. like, what... If you're Lisa, and Eliza's sitting there going, It wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, I swear to God. Don't... Just let everyone not believe her. <laughs> the, I will say the other side of that, though, is that I'm sure Lisa wants the older women to know that she voted with them, so mm-hmm. she has their trust, and mm-hmm. she probably told some of them she did. But it'd be more funny, and possibly it'd be a different strategy. Yes, to just let Eliza burn herself to the ground. Yeah, I like Eliza. It it is really funny, and then we can we kind of they talk about it in the moment, and Lisa's like, "It is what it is," and Eliza's like, "That bitch." Yeah. 
We we keep just spiraling here. Really, it comes. It all comes down to you. I didn't trust you. We. Okay, I understand her point, mm-hmm. but at the same time, from Lisa, it's also it's sort of the abusive husband tactic of like, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> like in this case, I get it. Also, Eliza did keep her end of the bargain. Sure. Yeah. A lot. I don't know. I don't know how you put someone in the wrong here because. <sighs> This season's such a dumpster fire. Aren't we all? Aren't we all, Jared? God. Yeah. So the the funniest part of this is when Scout comes in and is like, my environment is polluted. I am going to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's, if you're one of the older women, yeah, let these two fight. Don't do shit. Go (laughs) to bed. Let them be the problem. Let them be the drama. Let Eliza cook. And Lisa. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So that's funny. And we flip over the guys, and Rory's like, I took three votes. Doesn't bother me none. Rory reminds me of the dad from Family Matters. A little bit. It's the facial structure. The cop. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting there like, I have my alliance. My alliance is great right now. I have Chad, Travis, Sarge, and Chris. And we're good. Okay. We got the numbers. We haven't talked a lot about... Because Rory... Rory's the only person of color on this season. Yes. And that hasn't really been relevant. The problems with Rory do not, like, we've talked about the lazy black man and all of that. Mm-hmm. We, got a, we got that for, like, a minute, but it it went away. Mm-hmm. However, there is a little bit of bias I want to point out. The camera loves telling us that Rory is a problem. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that is partially because the younger guys are going after him, mm-hmm. so he's the only other possible vote. Rory is not the problem. Sarge is the problem. Ooh, talk to me more about that. I fucking hate Sarge. <laughs> Why? He is the most annoying motherfucker I've seen on this show in a long time. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Frank from Africa. Okay. He's a little more, like, socially aware than Frank. He's much more nuanced than Frank was. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to be around Sarge. And it doesn't seem like the people around Sarge want to be around Sarge. Actually, Bubba has a uh, bit where he's talking to John towards the end of the episode, and he's like, who do you think is the leader of our alliance? And John goes, it's you, and he goes, it's Sarge. Yes. I thought they were going to go for Sarge at that point. I don't think Sarge is long for the show. Okay. It seems like next episode is going to be some type of twi- tribe swap. Twibe swap? Twibe swap. Twibe swap. Some type of tribe swap. So who knows what happens from there. Right. Sarge reminds me a lot of... Roger from Amazon. Okay. Somebody that is can be helpful during the team stage of the game, although he's not been so far. But the minute you can get rid of him, he's fucking gone. We, we were talking about the numbers. We were talking about old guys versus young guys. And John Kay is just sitting there whining like, the good guys, are, they're, they're voting out all the good, strong people who have great personalities and are good athletes, and they're all gone. Why are we letting the fat guys run the show? You, you had me till the end. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the guys who are running the show are, their dads. Mm-hmm. Like, they are the most, like, rec league softball dads I have seen on Survivor. Like, each of them individually. I, and I they're have, all on one team together. I have seen this softball team, absolutely. <laughs> we have gotten beaten by the softball team. <laughs> 
Yeah. But what's interesting here is that John and Brady take it in very different ways. John's just sitting there like whining about it. And Brady's like, I need to make myself valuable in some way. So which one of those strategies works out, Stephen? Unfortunately, (laughs) the whining. Yeah. 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 So Brady's like, I'm screwed. Maybe if I fish, it will change their mind. We go out, we get tiny fish, two tiny fish. They're pathetic. And then this is an interesting take. We're doing fish economy, but like, you're, <laughs> you're on minimum wage, my guy. Travis is like, hey, you might as well just not even have those. They're so small. And I'm like, I disagree with that statement. Yeah. I any mean, food is food. Any food is better than nothing. I Yes. So then we get to a reward challenge. It's a memory game? This is weird. And the guys, oh boy, these men, they don't have an ounce of strategy between them. (laughs) Fucking Oonga to the Boonga. I know you use this, and I know we've explained that it's not like a a reference to tribalism. Oh, it's cavemen. I guess. But I just wanted to make that clear. Yes. (laughs) For anyone who's just joining us. Yes. The strategy is gone. And they the don't women run circles around them. They run circles around them. What would you do differently here? I know what I would do differently. So here's the thing. If you if you unveil something in your first guess and you haven't found the one to match, go open up one that you already know that everyone already knows exactly what it is. Yes. Don't give them new information <laughs> for when it is their turn. I agree. This also is a bad game. I it, mean, it's better than the last memory game we saw. Because there's more items. Yeah. It's actually, I could actually see somebody making a mistake. I don't remember <laughs> if anybody did, but like I could see that happening because it is such a large field. But it's still kind of nothing. It, it is pretty nothing. It's just luck based. To- the, well, okay. If the guys had one brain cell between the six of them or however many are left, like it would be luck based. To the point that I don't even really want to talk about it much. Yep. Like they. It, the ladies pretty much swept they this. beat the snot out of them. Yeah, it was five, but, five to two. What's the reward, Stephen? The reward is you get a local person to come and help you, show you how to survive on the land. You Basically the Red Beret from Thailand. Yes. Except in this case, it's a different environment, and it's somebody that lives there rather than somebody that's like a special force. Exactly. And I think that's the key here is that this person lives like a mile away yeah i i I think like the difference between that is thailand is i'm guessing significantly more developed than vanuatu like if you grabbed a random person from thailand and said hey how like they would just be like what are you talking about i don't know how to live on this land i live in the i live in a town i have a home what are we doing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah this this person it seems lives off of the land uh sustenance like farmer or like gatherer um or at least with that knowledge yeah and oh boy is this reward impactful yeah we got uh, introduced to da da is a rock star okay wait there is there is one thing that i wanted to point out jeff when he when he introduces him he goes da and then he says something i'm assuming in the language i think he learned the word for either come here or like now but then later he 
uses English. He definitely forgot the word to do the same thing. Yeah, so I was like, "What? What are? What was that for?" Because he had to run the challenge, and then he's like, "Okay, now we're done." Oh shit! What's the uh, word what's, again? What's that word? Uh, or the word just doesn't apply anymore. Maybe he. That might d- be true. Maybe he did learn the word now, and it was just like now, uh, go. <laughs> huh. Uh. See you later. <laughs> no, this is a funny little wrinkle. Yeah, it was really funny. Another funny little wrinkle is that Jeff had to say the wooden idol, not to be confused with the tam-tam. Yes. If you have two items and they're kind of similar and you ha- could be confused. Maybe just switch one of them. Maybe just switch one of them. Yeah. Do a mango or something. Yeah. Or coconut. I think they might have had a coconut. Do literally anything else. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It was really funny because... He he paddles over to the ladies' camp in his outrigger canoe situation. Yeah, I loved it being like, all right, you all head back. Don't worry. Dawes got his own way of getting there. Yeah, he'll get there. Don't worry. And can I, I, how much were you paying attention in the introduction part of Da showing up on camp? What do you mean? Someone said, hola. Yes. Yes. Who the f- I, I wrote who the fuck says said Ola and it autocorrected to who the flagellan said Ola. <laughs> who the flagellan said Ola? I, what language do you think he speaks? Why? What did you? Do you just think that every language that isn't English is it's, Spanish? It's Spanish, yeah. They probably do. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Anyway, he just like blows right on by the ladies at the at the. Beach, iconic and he just like iconic goes straight up a tree gets a coconut he chops it in three places and you're like boom eat that da da did not get the specifics of the assignment but he understood it oh he absolutely knew what was going on he was like oh, okay i have i have to teach these fucking idiots how to live off this land Correct. all right i got my work cut out for me there's no time for formalities straight up the tree let's go find manioc and hey manioc's back Sure. The hard way. Honestly, this is great. This is cultural integration that is actually great. Yes. Like, show me the all of the things that the dumb Americans don't know. <laughs> like, show me how much food is right under their noses that they just didn't know how to find it. Quote Leanne, who knew we had all this food in our backyard? We thought it was all gone. We just didn't know what to eat. Da knew. Da knew. Da like walks over, chops this, and they're like, what is it? And someone, put, I think it was Twyla, puts it in her mouth, and she's like, oh my god, it's sugar cane. They have fucking sugar right there. Can you imagine the boost that gives you when you have been starving to have sugar? Amazing. It would be so good. Wild. Yeah, and the language barrier was real heavy, though. Oh, yeah. But eventually they started to get it a little bit. It was great. Yeah, no, it was nonverbal communication. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about, Da? No, I thought it was really lovely. I thought that mm-hmm. it was the least... It didn't gross me out at all. Yeah. It, was, it didn't feel exploitative. It felt awesome. Like, it was like, oh, wow, this is really cool, and I get to see, like, this dude rock out. Like, made their <laughs> beds better. Like, it's also one of those challenges that puts a thumb on the scale. Like, or one of those rewards that puts a thumb on the scale. A little like, bit. this is a big deal of a reward now seems like a tribe swap is the next episode so all right does it matter not for, much. for some it does for, yeah right and 
Yeah, I'll I'll finish out the DOS section. It's a little bit of jumping around, but that's fine. Yeah, he fixes the shelter. They're like, fishing? And does like, well, I mean, all right, whatever. Fine. And he, he lights a fire. He tries to go out, like, crab hunting with them in the middle of the night, but it, the tide was too strong. Right. And when Daw leaves, everyone gets really emotional. Yeah, It was cute. really cute. My question was, where did Daw sleep? I think with the ladies. Like in the camp? Yeah. All right. Just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, over at Lapevi, Travis is going into food withdrawal, and this whole section is strange, because it's like, yeah, he wants food, but also he misses his family. And and the guys are like, that's a weakness. Rory, missing your, Rory specifically. Missing is. your family. That's some beta cuck shit. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Out, out of anyone, Rory isn't the one that I expected that out of. No. I expected that out of Sarge. Yes. But. It's very bizarre. It feels like they're just trying to give. This is Bubba, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like they're just trying to, like, put a black mark on Bubba's record for some reason. Like, sure. a reason why he might be a target. But then it kind of manifests to nothing. I see what you're saying. We have seen nine seasons of people missing their family. This is not out of the blue. <laughs> I think what's interesting here is that we we see this as like a, a Rory bad, but then it kind of spins around and then Bubba is like, I think Rory's really misunderstood. I think we just have a lot of strong personalities on our tribe. See, I think that ev- that they have too many personalities that are like wet bread. Mm. Wet bread. Yes. Aju. Mm, nice. I'm way off topic. I don't think anyone on this season's Jewish. I hate you. You know what Aju is, right? I don't. Oh, it's it's the meat juice for, for like a French oh, dip sandwich. yeah, okay. I knew it wasn't that. Yes. But I had nothing else to say, so I leaned into a bit. <laughs> this is the stupidest section I've ever had in this show. So far. Ah. Anyway, immunity challenge. We have a 16-tile puzzle. You have to separate this puzzle. There are four square. It's four by four. And there are four of each color and four of each symbol. You have to make it so that there is no matching color or symbol in the same row. We're doing Sudoku. Exactly. That's It's Sudoku before Sudoku. Well, not before. Okay, before it, became, it blew up in popularity. Fair. They try so hard to make it look like this challenge is even a little bit close. <laughs> and it's the worst it's ever been. It's pretty bad. And right out of the gate, Rory and Eliza are our callers. Okay, Eliza makes sense. Uh-huh. Especially because it does feel like if they lose this, she's on the chopping block. So you give her a chance to win it for the team mm-hmm. to keep herself around. And she's already proven that she is the loudest one in that camp. Oh, no, yeah, she's incapable of shutting the fuck up. <laughs> Rory? I also was confused about the Rory. This seems like a scout throwing the grappling hook situation where you're like, why are we putting the one who has struggled to communicate? They say later that he's good at puzzles. And I went, what fucking evidence have we (laughs) gathered to make it seem like Rory's good at puzzles? I don't know. 
Anyway, it's a disaster from the get-go. Yep. Because Rory's, like, thinking really hard about this, and so the guys kind of latch on that and start doing everything themselves and stop listening to Rory. Because when you have seven leaders, you have zero leaders. (laughs) I agree. And I don't know. Like, it just it goes out of control so fast, and they cannot rein it back in. The women collaborate. The men try to usurp each other yes yeah and it's painful to watch it's it's really bad because I, they I showed so much of the guys because they were like we otherwise it's gonna be so obvious how quickly the women blew through this challenge i did like jeff saying there is a key to figuring it out like basically just calling the guys idiots yes absolutely like Oh, wow. <laughs> there, there is a situation like that in the most recent season where someone, it's a puzzle, but it has to be right on both sides. Mm. And someone is has it right on one side, the side facing them. And he's like, I got it. And just like, no, it's wrong. And is saying over and over, it has to be right on both sides. And the guy never looks at the other oh, side. God. And it's so funny to me. Yeah. Anyway, I... This puzzle is very easy. For If you know what you're doing, yes. this could be finished in 30 seconds. Yes. But when you have seven guys unga-bunga-ing, not so much. Ugh. Yeah. So it's bad, and ladies win. The guys are just going to fall apart, just like Amazon. Yeah. My question for this challenge, was there a one-guess rule, though? Like if you That did seem like the case. Yeah, it did, but because... we never explicitly said that yeah i wonder if that's one of those rules that jeff said Mm -hmm. but because it wasn't relevant they just didn't put on tv sure because eliza and all of them were like taking a lot of pains to be like make sure we got this right yeah which makes sense if it's a one guess rule yes but i again it's never established but they do give us that context of oh no it's not quite right flip it now we're good all right so it felt like that had to be the case. Anyway, yeah, guys lose, and the infighting, the shaming starts right away back at camp. How does Rory not go home after this? He has an alliance. That's insane to me. <laughs> I mean, John jumps on it right away. He's trying to push this. Like John's sneak- sneakily playing a good game. Okay. He's on the wrong side of the numbers. Correct. But, like... With the way that he handled the immunity, the double immunity, I thought was pretty smart for a team-based game, mm-hmm. which the problem with the guys tribe is they've all been playing an individual-based game up to this point. Uh-huh. And his conversation with Bubba shows a level of social maneuvering we have not seen on this season thus far. It is, it's really smart. And I hope that he sticks around because he deserves to. Yeah. Okay. So anything before tribal? This is where we had the Bubba scene where he's like, who's, who do you think is the leader? No, I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking sick of Sarge. Okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. So we get to tribal and Jeff comes out the gate swinging. This fucking tribal, man. Jeff. Jeff chose violence. He's he has spent every tribal that the guys have been at tribal trying to get under their skin, uh-huh. and he basically went fuck subtlety. 
I'm not gonna. I, subtlety is dead to me. We don't need. No I'm just gonna call Rory a little bitch. Yeah. Like the first thing he says is like, Rory, I was surprised you were up there, and very surprised nobody respected you or yeah, you, listened to you. You got zero respect today. What's what's up with that? Hey, Rory, why are you such a bitch? Why do answer we... the question? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Rory answers it pretty well. He's like, Yeah, I'm scared right now. Like things didn't go my way. I'm scared. All of the older guys just. They they speak like Butch from Pearl Islands. They all speak like they're athletes at a press conference. Well, not even that. Butch spoke like he was a professional athlete at a Butch at a at a, at a Butch, Butch concert. concert at a press conference. The dads speak like they are talking to parents at a PTA meeting. Mm. It's very informal. They use a lot of words to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff rips them apart. He's like. Y'all are playing an individual game, and we are not out of the, the out of the team phase. We are not at the individual part of the game. Yeah, to the, and he's right to the point that Chris is like, "Yeah, we don't know how the ladies are gonna play. Like, we are playing individually, and I don't know." We, he's, we, he's like, "Well, you know, they they're not gonna stick together." And Jeff yeah. goes, "What have you seen that makes you think they're not gonna stick together? Like, <laughs> why are you assuming that?" And once again, Jeff's right in that. Jeff has been right this season. Jeff, Jeff, notoriously right sometimes. Notoriously right sometimes. <laughs> you have to make contestants really wrong all of the time, and that, then Jeff will be right. That is how you do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad kind of backs him up too. He's like, "Yeah, I, I think like as much as we know what's going on here, and we're playing individually, like we don't know what's happening over on the other side. So we'll see it when we see it." A man is not winning this season. Okay. You can safely say that. I think I can safely say that at this point. I okay. mean, okay. If a man wins a season, it's I think it has to be Chris or Bubba. Okay. Like, talk, talk to me about that. Well, why? or, you know what? Young John could. Young John. There's only one John. I don't know why I had to separate them. And they were both young. He. It's just. He's the only young guy left. He's like young Neil. It's just part of his That's name true. now. He's so young. You are now Neil. <gasps> <laughs> I guess one of the three of them could win. Especially if infighting happens amongst the, the ladies or mm-hmm. like this tribe swap is impactful. There's a lot that can happen. There's a lot of a season left. Mm-hmm. But so many of the guys have just shown zero ability to adapt. Zero social game. Their their whole game is like, okay, guys, we're going to fucking white knuckle these numbers. You don't have the numbers. You don't have the votes. So this strategy has to change. And so far, it has not. Okay. Say we get into a tribe swap situation. Which we do next episode. Which we do. And how do the guys adapt? Or do they not? And we just wipe them off the planet. I mean, it depends on how the swap works out. Mm. Like, is is the swap so many that, like, is the tribe that gets, that has more men than women? Mm -hmm. If one of them does. I guess there is a numerical side where it could be split that women have the majority on both tribes Mm -hmm. unlikely but possible if the tribe with more men goes to tribal and they're all the older men sure maybe they just vote the women off on that tribe if the tribe with less men goes to tribal i don't think they have the ability to adapt i'm gonna backtrack here it's not possible for them to have the advantage on both sides because we're coming in with an odd number now guys are down one person I thought they were down two. They're down one now because nobody sat out any either challenge this Oh, week. you're right. Okay. 
Okay. So if the tribe with with less men goes to tribal, I think they just get picked off one by one. Okay. The other way around, it would depend on the composition. If you get Sarge and Rory on the same tribe, you might be able to play that divide. Okay. Maybe that will be enough to shake them out of their out of this like set alliance that just isn't working. <laughs> I'm interested to see where it goes. I am too. I know where it goes, but yeah, I'm interested yes. to see where it goes. Yes. I, God, I want to like this season so bad. It's so comfy. Like, the season is like a, is just like a warm blanket on a rainy day. Oh, okay. But there's nothing that's challenging or exciting about it outside of, like, maybe Eliza? Sure. Like, Eliza's a firecracker. I'm going to put it this way. I think this season is one that is controversial hmm. in people's rankings because it it has high highs and low lows. Are we have we only seen the low lows? I we'll see. I think there's a lot of fun to be had in this season. Okay. So our fishing Brady is gone. Yeah, my winner pick. <laughs> how do you uh how do you think Brady does it in the future? Obviously you think he has potential. Yeah, I, I still do. I mean he he's very similar to Brooke. Every guy that's gone home is kind of the same as Brooke. Like, they all ended up on the wrong side of a numbers game with a stubborn bunch of older guys mm-hmm. that will continue to choose to lose challenges rather than keep the young guys around. <laughs> I think he's always a threat to go home right before the merge because he could just go on an immunity run. Mm-hmm. He's very strong. He's very smart. So I'm going to say his average place to finish would be right before the merge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, your protagonist of the episode. I hadn't thought about this one for some reason. Like I just, just smooth brain. Right not off. in your brain. Yeah. 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 Kind of feels like Rory in a way. I would agree with that. Yeah. It, none of the things that would make Rory the protagonist come to pass, but the show wants you to believe that they do. Yes. Like he's not the person that goes home. We're setting you up. Exactly. Otherwise, it's too obvious. It's sure. it's the thing that we see usually like two or three votes after the merge when the vote is obvious and they spend the whole episode trying to convince you it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being that person anyway. Gotcha. Just really early in the season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Then, obviously, Brady does not come back. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, if you had told me he'd come back for second chances, I wouldn't have been shocked he wouldn't be a bad second chances pick i think he like you said a lot of potential a lot of things that could go his way but yeah. we didn't get the shot yeah. and with i think for a lot of those second chancers you need to be further into the game to it get a sense. shot yeah fun trivia about brady is he voted for rory every single vote yes i did catch that hilarious and yeah we talked about how he was cast by kelly goldsmith and, yeah, that's really it. Oh, his cover story, like, why he was gone from work was that he was being sent on a temporary bureau assignment. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, as an FBI agent, you probably have to come up with a good backstory of why you're disappearing for a month and a half. Sure. You would think that the answer would be something that doesn't involve work. Because you, you, like... You think that survive, like saying you're going survivor, would be your cover for going undercover in the FBI, <laughs> not vice versa. <laughs> That's fair. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's move on. End the episode. 
bump air. Bump air. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Our first from the closet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, we're in the closet. We're, we're building a... It's, Michaela calls it the clawfice. Okay. Closet office. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, okay. I don't I, hate it. Do you? I, I can keep like telling you more about the clawfice. Please. Let's fill another 50 some odd minutes with it. Okay, are we guy scouting or are we not guy scouting? No, we're not guys. I, I said we're cutting the bit. Okay, what are you promoting then? Uh, I am promoting taking little trips. Nice. Go travel. If you have the PTO, if you have the money. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Take a weekend. Nice. Drive somewhere if you have a car. Go someplace you wouldn't normally go. See nature. Do crimes. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> The Survivor Turning Back Time podcast cannot advocate for doing crimes. Live! <laughs> Live! <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. The, the first time that I'm like, I have a Guy Scout thing in the bag, I built all this shit. Hell yeah. That's yeah. what you're promoting. Building shit. Building shit. Build some shit. It was the, I have two sets of storage unit, not storage, shelves. What would you call these? Drawers? Drawers? Yeah. Drawers, but they're like, tall drawers they're weird anyway file cabinets file cabinets yeah it's like halfway between a file cabinet and a drawer and this closet office desk thing office office if one might say one might say (laughs) for my co-host jared this is steven for my host steven this is jared i think we need more emphasis i'll fucking do it again (laughs) bye-bye We're weird. Yeah.